0: Well, Jill, I mean, feelings are clearly running quite high on both sides over what appears to be a a somewhat technical issue over the way certain checks are being carried out. Yes, no, I have absolutely no idea about the sort of background detail and uh, how easy or difficult it is for these French vessels to produce the necessary documentation to convince the Jersey authorities that they historically fished in those areas and therefore should be allowed to go on fishing there. So, But I think one of the things this shows is that although we thought Brexit was done at the end of last year, there are a huge range of areas where uh, it was a rushed agreement. The fishing deal was done very much at the last minute. It's possible that there's a genuine misunderstanding on both sides, that both sides thought they were signing up to something and it's not turned out to be uh, that they agreed on what they were signed up to do because it was done so much at the last minute. And there's a genuine misunderstanding. Uh, But it also shows that there are just so many touch points still in the UK's relationship with the EU that can flare up Maybe it's politically convenient. We've seen bits where certainly the British government has been prepared to use uh, the EU as a, if you like, a sort of bit of a lightning rod on domestic political pressure to have a round with the EU about something and to do some grandstanding. Uh, We've now got the UK accusing the French of breaching international law. The French will no doubt throw back and say, well, you've been threatened to do that. You threatened to do that back in uh, um, 2020 when you introduced the internal market bill. uh, Maybe as a tactic in the negotiations when Brandon Lewis, remember, stood up and said, the UK would breach international law in limited and specific ways. Um, So, it's there. I mean, it's a very scratchy relationship. But the trade and cooperation agreement has mechanisms. It predicts that there will be arguments about what it actually means as you implement it. And there will be these tensions. And it has mechanisms for resolving them. And what both sides should be doing should be going through those mechanisms. Now, at the moment, it appears that this is France versus the UK. But actually, the UK's deal isn't with France. The UK's deal is with the European Union. It's not clear that the French necessarily have the EU's backing. For where they are or for using the dispute resolution mechanisms. But there are processes, a whole bunch of committees set up under the trade cooperation agreement to try and resolve these sorts of issues through negotiations. And that's frankly where yeah. this argument should have gone rather than onto the front pages and vessel seizures and grandstanding on both sides, which you do think potentially yeah. you know, suits both sides' political agendas. But actually, What's really interesting is the Prime Minister's had that is the world, the G seven in Carbis Bay, uh had very big issues, vaccine diplomacy, climate change on the agenda, but it was overshadowed by sausage wars. He does not need COP twenty-six to be overshadowed by roused with president macron over scallops that would not be uh, not be good for his cop not be good for the uk's reputation and global britain but it also would not be good for the climate and for the planet because he's got bigger issues to deal with than that so both sides yes. need to calm down and use the mechanisms available to them